people hate what they don't understand. Be their hero, Clark. Be their angel. Be their monument. Be anything they need you to be. Or be none of it. You don't owe this world a thing. You never did. People of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy Planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here he is, freshly quenched for your pleasure, Derek McQuaw. That's freshly Frenched, apparently. Uh, Actually, McQuaw's son did uh, FaceTime a little earlier. Apparently, that's going in the outtake. So, uh, this is Derek McQuaw, editor-in-chief of like FanboyPlanet.com. Uh, but it's not my name. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it could be. Oh, Richard. Huh. Ricky. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going by Raul now. Okay. We are podcasting on... What day is today? It's, it's an odd fifth. day. It's the 5th. Tuesday. Tuesday, April 5th. April. It's a little off day. Uh, I can't remember why. I guess because we're all just we're, busy, we're busy on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday. It's that simple. Yep. Uh, and so uh, we are podcasting from the Brett Cave, and I am not alone, obviously. You probably heard, I hope, two voices. Uh, first of all, we, have, we welcome tonight's special guest. Identify yourself, sir. Sal Pizarro. Always happy to be here. It's like, what's my line? Of the newly minted Mercury News. The Mercury News. The Mercury News. And, of course, podcast producer and hosting us in his lovely home. Nathan Heller. Or rather, no. Debbie, hosting us in Debbie Brett Schneider's lovely home. Rick Brett Schneider. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, so if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate us, review us, tell your friends, and subscribe. And any other pod system that you listen to, uh, if uh, we're there, listen to us there, rate us and review us. And uh, if we're not there, go ahead and tell them about us because we're we're happy to be picked up by whatever system. Uh, we do run on Fanboy Planet itself through the Stitcher app. You can find our podcast there, where each and every podcast has a page of itself. And uh, while you're there, if there's something that we've talked about on the podcast that you would like to purchase for yourself and you cannot find it at your local brick and mortar store, there's a handy dandy Amazon link off to the right. I also just created this morning. I'm building our own Amazon store based on podcast suggestions. Wow. Ooh. What are you going to call the store? The Fanboy Planet Podcast Store. We're getting in a rut. Yeah. <laughs> branding, my friend. Branding. I even used your banner for it. So, okay. uh, anyway, uh, so we'll be, there are limitations, but we'll be creating like this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast Store 2016. So, things we've talked about on the podcast cool. so far. Just a couple of highlight things to pull out, and then you actually. So, I mean, have at the end link. of the year, we have a sale to make room for two thousand. No, we don't have to. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> it's volume, my friend, volume. And anyway, and of course, uh, while you're there, if you if you like listening to the podcast, and we hope you do because you're you've listened so far, then uh, by all means, if you'd like to donate on PayPal, please go ahead and do so to help support the cost of and defray the cost of this podcast and the website itself. Uh, while you're also there, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, criticism, commentary, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. So 
I believe. Let us begin. We've got a lot of... Well, I should mention, of course, Nate Costa cannot join us because he is uh, working. We are always happy about that. And sad, sad that he's, that he's not, not here. here. Absolutely. But we enjoy having Sal in. We brought Sal in. We've got comics news. We've got movie news. We still we talk to TV Nate news. a lot. We do. I Just not on the air. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, well, we brought in Sal because uh, our one of our top stories tonight... This is one of those, ooh, triple top story. Uh, one of our top stories tonight... Actually, you're two out of three top I'm, stories. I'm, oh, wow. Yeah, See? you know, this is very exciting. Irate. You do. Are you irate? I, I am not irate for <laughs> okay, rating. Okay. Uh, and we'll be rate, be rate later. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Sal and I, by coincidence, both showed up at the same screening of the most popular, infamous movie in the nation right now, Batman I, v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. I would refer to it as hotly discussed. Hotly discussed. I like that. Controversial. Perhaps. 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 How do you spell disgust? Well, that's Both. up to the, I think that is up to the listener. Uh, you know, it's interesting. So let's just, uh, we when we last recorded, Rick and I, and we were putting around the Silicon Valley Comic Con, which is our second story, uh, the interviews we had done there, uh, said we were going to stave off conversation about maybe Superman until yep. Rick had seen it so that he could join in on the conversation. I, had, I have seen it since a second time. I will probably see it again this week because I have my son with me. And he deserves to see at least in 3D at the uh, Mountain View Century. Where Wonderful least, theater. Where he can the at nice least seats. recline. <laughs> you know, so, yes. um, anyway. So. I've still only seen it the one time. All right. My wife does want to see it. Does? But it's she does. She's very anxious to see it. And I'm anxious for her to see it. But clearly... Given how long it's passed since we saw it, I have not been that eager to go out and see it again yet. So and, you haven't really pushed the issue. And when I was done seeing it, I was leaving the theater. I said, "Well, I don't need to see that again." So, I am fascinated actually to see the R-rated home video version. Okay, because that will at least bring back in Barbara Gordon by rumor. Uh, it was uh, Jenna Malone. Uh, mm-hmm. She was cut out completely from the film. And so I want to see her part. I just I, want to know where she is in it. Yeah. And if yeah. she is Barbara Gordon, is there is there a retired Batgirl thing going on? Mm-hmm. Is she Oracle? Is there a, is is there a reference wheelchair? to Killing Joke? You know, because the thing that I did like about the film and I put in there is we, we are all familiar enough with the Batman mythos that I, I liked the portrayal of there's a lot that happened that we didn't see on film. Uh, there's a whole career we missed. But the flip side, and I've quoted you, Sal, quite a bit, is that also works towards Superman, in which there's a whole Superman movie missing, uh-huh. in which he's actually good at being Superman. We Where he's, snippets of it. Yeah. We, you know, and that's and that's the frustrating thing, is like, I, because the, I, at this point, listeners, if you wanted to see it, you've seen it, so we can get into spoiler territory okay. here, right? Which is, I realized, on a second viewing... I did like it better because I knew what was coming, what it was supposed to be pieced together to. I still think it's muddy, but it's a little better than my initial reaction had been, and my son really enjoyed it. And I will not take away away anything from that because this is his Mm -hmm. Superman. This is his Batman. He hasn't seen Christian Bale. He saw Michael Keaton. I showed him the Michael Keaton one a long time ago, but he doesn't really remember it. Right. And he doesn't really remember watching Christopher Reeve, even though I know that I showed it to him as well. But uh, that Superman is just not good at being Superman. And when there's the terrorist bombing at the at Capitol Hill, he does nothing to save anyone. Doesn't right. even try. There was just such he a sad scene. He stands there and, and, and cries. 
Uh, he doesn't even cry. Yeah, well, I think inside he did. I guess so. Well, he's from the he's from Kansas. Well, he's very Midwestern right. stoic. That's, and I think Zack Snyder. I, I mean, I haven't seen him actually talk to this point in the movie, but I think he would say, "Well, you know, you're thinking of a Superman who can." Fly around the world. Well, yes, I am, and 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 <laughs> and turn the world back, and 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 do that. And that is not this guy. A bomb can blow up, and he can be right there, and he can't, you know, move fast enough to stop it and to contain the explosion right. in his indestructible cape and tie it in a knot, as we saw him do many times. Well, in the comics. right, only because Zack Snyder said so. And you know, the flip side I saw was they're handling exactly the same issue on Supergirl. Uh, she gets possess- uh, infected by red kryptonite, turns bad. Right. National cities turned against mm-hmm. her, and within one, a- and she agonizes over it. But nobody died. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a decent discussion about what does that mean to be a hero and how fickle is the public's taste. And it's still handled in a very, uh, f- I should say, family friendly way. And not that Batman v Superman has to be family friendly, because certainly that problem with that Superman betrayal is is not the only problem that film has. But let's go back to the explosion, that that terrorist explosion. Oh, and let's why not did call he it do it? It's a Lex Luthor. Explosion. Why did Lex Luthor do it? Why? What was the point? Because it made it look like Superman was useless. But we have we don't see any effect of that in the film. There's nothing after that scene that references back to Superman oh, no, no. being I know useless. I know exactly. Uh, I should I say it's all. Uh, it is all to ratchet up Bruce Wayne because he's got all those checks that say you let you you know. And everybody assumed from the trailer that that was this thing about the Joker because we know that Jared Leto and uh, you know that the Joker and Batman will fight in Suicide Squad, whether we flashback or not. Mm-hmm. We've seen the footage. And and, they, and that's no secret they've revealed that. But if anything, the world's greatest detective should determine that because the checks didn't get delivered, someone was manipulating the situation and exactly. not be ratcheted up. But by he it. was ratcheted up. And I don't uh, – here's, here's where I'll put in the Troy Benson commentary. And this is what he didn't like about the film, but it, but it said, I believe – I'm not going to do my to- Troy Benson. I believe <laughs> Tim Drake once told Batman that without a Robin, Batman turns into a psycho. And so the Batman we've seen is one who is leading with his emotion. It's not a portrayal I necessarily agree with, but then I thought about it, and Dark Knight Returns is essentially that's the problem. He's retired, he's ready to die, uh-huh. you know, because he begins mm-hmm. with this quote, you know, this would be a good day to die, and then comes back out, and it's Carrie Kelly who Pulls him rehumanizes yeah. him. And so we're seeing he's still got, not only does he have Robin's costume as a trophy, but it's been it's defaced by the Joker. Jokers. And then people are like, you know, is Jared Leto, that's the new theory in Suicide Squad, is the Joker Dick Grayson? Or they say, is that Tim, um, is that, Tim is that Jason? Is that oh, Jason? Jason. Mm-hmm. But I would say, here's the thing. Since clearly Zack Snyder has only actually read comic books by Frank Miller <laughs> and no other comic books. Uh, Waiting for the Sin City storyline to make well, its way. He, he read some Dan Jurgens too. Oh, yeah, because somebody <laughs> handed it to him. Um, you're, you're right. He looked at it. At he least. looked at that. Although his main imagery really came from even Dark Knight Returns with Superman. We just put him in space instead of the cornfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that in Dark Knight Strikes Again, Dick is the Joker. That the, there's a second, right, 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 a second right, right. Joker, and so that well, wouldn't surprise me if that was if that was it either. But but the main and that point was a being, Batman Beyond plotline too, right? 
Uh, yes, Tim Drake. That's uh, Tim Drake. that's Return of the Joker. Yes, but they've undone that in the in the regular it, comics. I think in Batman Beyond. Yeah, I I, I don't know, but I do recall that was a very mm-hmm. startling and uh, and actually did it was an interesting uh, little exchange. Uh, I'm friends with Sean McLaughlin, who was the story editor on that, and he said when Batman v Superman came out and everybody's complaining about the darkness, he said, and he said, and you know, we had such a struggle to make. Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, that Return of the Joker, a PG thirteen. Uh, you know, I, I hope not. I mean, that's public knowledge, so I'm not, I don't think I'm revealing any dark secret. But I had forgotten that it was a PG thirteen version, and that there had been a controversy about it. Yeah, you know, because it was mm-hmm. PG, and then there's the uncensored version, which is really creepy. It's for very striking. Yeah, and then we're about to have you know the Killing Joke as rated R, and we'll come back around to it. But you know, so. Uh, I don't mind that I, I where he's leading with emotion, and it's very clear from the beginning of that film mm-hmm. uh, when they re, redo the uh, the Battle of Metropolis that it's very, you know, that is very much this is about a Bruce Wayne who is just giving into the rage. So let me ask you this question: Are we falling into the same problem that Phantom Menace had then, where the plot line is so subtle and so in the back of you the feel story? That, you feel that it's subtle. <laughs> well, no, no. Well, you just brought up the fact that Luther is manipulating Batman through an attack on Superman and yes. the, the. I would say which it's I convoluted. Think, I don't I, think it's I think, subtle. I think it's I, convoluted. I would say maybe one in fifty people might have come out of the theater realizing that. That's why I said when I saw it a second time, it seems clearer. This is not a defense of the film because mm-hmm. what I think is it's so muddily put together and the pacing is so bad. Uh, right. I shouldn't say bad. It's somewhat amateurish. The fact that you can have a scene, again, no spoiler, and I believe I turned to, turned to Sal and went, almost threw up in his, on his shoulder. You know, when <laughs> this happened was you go, all right, you got to go kill Batman. Yes, it's going off. They're going to kill. And then you go, now let's cut to Wonder Woman opening computer files and, and randomly inserting the rest of the Justice League for that one minute. Right. And so my son's only criticism of the film was he walked out and he said, oh, it was pretty good. And and hats off. Oh, continue your yeah. comment. I want to hear your sense But he said, what is the point <laughs> of, putting, of putting out an Aquaman action figure if he's only going to be in the movie for 30 seconds? <laughs> he, he's, a, he's Wonder Woman browses YouTube for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Like, and that's it. And she just gets sucked in. And next thing you know, she's watching Legion cat superheroes videos, videos a cat woman videos. Yeah. And then Inferior Five shows up. Yeah. You know, it's just exactly. Kinda... But hats off to Lex Luthor for coming up with <laughs> logos for Freaks. each of those heroes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Like you know, I've got this guy that I'm calling like Red Streak, I think. But I'm going to do a little, a little lightning, lightning bolt. bolt in a circle. Well, he probably brought in a creative to do that. And, and he this, worked with the creative for a couple really of weeks. This really strange immortal <laughs> right. woman, I think this interesting stylish WW works well, for her. I yes. think the, either the breastplate or the tiara does have the WW. Okay. So that sure. one I sort of sure, went sure. with. But the cyborg? Yeah. Which, so here's the thing. It's like, so you get a close can. So basically, you inject three scenes from video games. Because right. basically, the Flash sequence is, is Five Nights at Freddy's. The uh, Aquaman is—I don't know—is there an underwater one? I, I, I don't know. But the Cyborg one was like the cut, uh, like a cutscene from Bioshock. Yes, and, and it was so, you know. And somebody even said, like, "What was that? Was that was that box of boom tubes?" And there's a mother box. And went, oh yeah, of course I should have known that. And I'm like, okay, 
how does that make sense to anybody? And when you had the nightmare sequence and somebody in front of us actually said, what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I get what's going on, but too many dream sequences. And then you're going to throw in Christ on Infinite Earth. Right. And then people are texting me after the movie opened saying, who was that at the end of the dream sequence? Was that Booster Gold? And I said, no, that was the Flash. Yeah. And then we're all equally horrified because that's not the Flash. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not the Flash we like now. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, the guy with a ponytail who was for in We Need to Talk About Kevin is, again, and, and that's my fear of the film, is you front-loaded so many promises of movies that what if we don't want to take that direction? Yeah. And... Well, in addition, they... The the dreamlike space warp effect that's going on there made it really hard to look and determine what he is on top of that. So not only is it not the character we're expecting for that character, but we really can't tell what character he's supposed to be. And whereas if you just said, if he'd been standing there like as the Flash in a Mm -hmm. Flash pose, you would go, that must be another Flash. But what he was pulling was... Crisis on I know, I, I know and, what he was trying to but do. But if they'd actually done it, which I think is, what Rick saying Which is, is that problem done is, it properly. Is, that, is that Zack Snyder is just pulling those panels out of context because realizing even the scene where in the dream, the, the, the nightmare, the knigetmare, uh, as they call it, when Superman approaches him, I really hadn't thought at the time and went, oh, of course it was. It was Injustice Gods Among Us. They even uh-huh. He literally pulled a plot line right. from a video game and put it in there, and then you put in the you're, you're clearly the dark side and the parademons, and they don't. Those two plots really don't have anything to do with each other, no, no matter what they will say now. And then you've got Crisis and Infinite Earths, and then you've got a scene Although, from Dark Knight Returns. You have the you have the uh, Superman taken over by Dark Side. There is that one. line, but he but he wears like a Nazi. He, I, I know he, he's uh, in a different suit, but I mean, he's still. Thing. I can't remember the name of that. I was trying to think of uh, the name. They of They actually that. did an animated. Yes, version he was of in it. Superman the animated yeah. series. That's how it ends. Yeah, and which then there it can go. See, the problem is, and I realized that at uh, Sage, Superman the animated series handled that lack. Oh yeah, of trust so much better, yeah. and that betrayal, and then the actually the I think the animated series ended with. He had to work back up towards redemption because he'd taken over. But they honored uh, Terrible Turpin, the, the Metropolis I love detective, Terrible Turpin. who was Jack Kirby, which I, yeah, yeah. I that was a great that they gave him that that last little honor. But it's been handled so much better by other people without you needing to know a lot of of other things. And this is a feeling of missing movies. <coughs> Missing stories, which Zack Snyder now said, yes, we had a good script. We could do a Superman solo film. And I'm like, no, it's... It, yeah. I don't want you to do it. Yeah, we could. Uh, you could. I'd be very happy to see a Superman. You've, you've done that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I wouldn't be upset even to see Henry Cavill do it. Right. I just, I just want to see him play a Superman who is good at it. And, and and really contrast that. I don't like that vision. And I understand. Again, there are people that are loving it because they don't have any other version. And I go, no, okay, this is my moment to step aside and just say, if you like that, okay. It's just not my my vision of Superman. Right. And you're not getting you're not getting the character who has been. You're not getting the character. And I want mean that in both ways. The the character as a person and the character as an element of his personality. That has made that that title for seventy five. How many? Seventy seven. Seventy seven years. Seventy eight. 
So yeah. you're breaking with my polo shirt is three years old. You're right. You're, you're breaking with <laughs> with what has made that character a long lasting. Well, and I posted a lot of response, and Lon Lopez said, "You know, it's like this is consuming your website. Why don't you focus on something like Daredevil?" And I'm like, "Okay, the difference is you've got a tattoo of Daredevil." <laughs> Daredevil matters to you. Superman matters to me. True. And I think they have done a great job on Daredevil on Netflix. But I could take or leave those characters. I like them. I like the series. Don't anybody write in and say, you know, why don't you like Daredevil? I do. But he doesn't matter to me the way that Superman matters and to we me. And co- we did cover it on the podcast quite a bit when that first came out. And yeah. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and... and, and and this is like for those you know if you made Harry Potter a, a, a punk or something you know yeah. it's like we have a vision and that vision works yeah now Harry Potter might not be a fair approximation because it's not that far removed out of time well, but you know it's still plus it's, that's the magicians that's not Harry Potter that's a, okay you call series. it something else right it's a different series create your own series yeah create well, your own characters and I don't want to lay everything on Zack Snyder I although do. I think you could. Uh, but because I think there's some writer problems, there's probably some Jeff Johns problems with this movie. But when you think about Superman and the Superman in your head, mm-hmm. when you look at a movie like, say, Superman the movie, which I think is somewhat universally agreed to be a a honest depiction of Superman, mm-hmm. yeah, know, that is the Superman people think of. That's who we compare it to. Well, Richard Donner had not poured over comic books. He made a Superman movie based on the Superman in his head from being in the public consciousness. So naturally, he made a movie about the Superman we all think of. Tim Burton did the same thing to a certain degree with Batman. Batman. Although he had read the comic. He had read a lot of the 40s comics, yeah. But, you know, his Batman was the perceived Batman, not I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I think Zack Snyder's problem is he or whoever was pushing this they were looking at some very. I mean, we talked about this. There are specific images that are just yeah. popping up in this movie. I mean, it's a pastiche. That's all it is. He doesn't have a, an image in his head. He's not creating anything. He's just copying. It's things. very well. I think, and, and this is what I'll take out. I take not blaming Zack Snyder, though. I do wish. I mean, and but I'm noticing this is like J.J. Abrams has gone through the same thing too with Star Wars. There's a there's an interview slash publicity cycle where I just want Zack Snyder to shut up because the more he talks, the more I feel like no, you're just proving to me you don't get it. Right. And yeah. I would I would rather just kind of quietly assume it and go okay, we had a different difference of opinion, but you keep he keeps doubling down in interviews, and I don't know. It was the whole Grant Gustin thing, right? Before I mean, the not, yeah, yeah, before this time, this era in movie making, because I will also agree the fact that that almost everybody I know is talking about the box office, like like that has anything to do with the quality of a film. You know, I, I mean, yes, though Batman v Superman has had the most precipitous drop from first to second weekend in Warner Brothers history, certainly, but it's also doing very well internationally. Um, you know. And this still doesn't. It still doesn't take away. That doesn't prove anything other than, okay, people went to see it because movies are now either you're in they're in people's consciousness as well. We got to see it because everybody else is, or or they're not. You know. Yeah. Right. And so, I wish Zach, Zach Snyder would shut up. But I do think that 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 this comes from Kevin Sujihara, who's in charge of Warner Brothers, that is very reactionary. That. 
they went, okay, Superman was this. We did Superman Returns, which was more of Superman the movie. It didn't do well. They didn't understand why it didn't do well. And because it wasn't Superman the movie, Brian, Brian Singer tried to do something different and, I, uh, and yet look the same. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of problems in that that have nothing to do with that approach to Superman other than he's a super stalker and, and a deadbeat dad. Um, gee, that also misses the point of mm. Superman, who ends Superman 2 by saying, Mr. President, I will never go away again. And then we find out he went back to Immediately. Krypton five, and was right. gone for five years. But at least Superman 3 and 4 didn't happen. Uh, so, you know, there's that. But... Uh, and, and, and as you said, we see some of the Superman thing, and it's like that. the thing I hated most about Superman 3 was you got a lot of, Su- of Richard Pryor describing what Superman did. Right. And you'd only see the little drips and pieces, whereas the same thing is happening in, in Batman v Superman is we see the end of his heroism, of any heroic act. Right. I'm like, no, I want to feel the tension of, ooh, is he going to save that rocket? Is he going to save that girl? Right. Can you he know, get there in time? You know, and, and, and that's clearly, and they referenced it in the script. And again, that was a problem in Man of Steel. They talk about what Superman stands for instead of showing us what super, Superman stands I said Superman. Uh, <laughs> what Superman stands for. And, uh, and the reactionary thing is now, that Suicide Squad is, because everybody's talking about how dour Batman v Superman is, Suicide Squad is going back into reshoots to make it funnier. Instead of, you know what made, let's say, let's see, Deadpool very successful. First of all, uh, if Warner Brothers had listened, there was nothing about what Batman v Superman ended up being that wasn't called by every fan in the world. Right. One way or the other. If people liked it, because they already were bought into that approach. If they didn't like it, because they knew that approach in. wasn't going to work for him. Yeah. So Suicide Squad, which apparently, you know, the trailer we talked about on the podcast, looked very funny. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, uh, it apparently looked- all the funny moments are in the trailer. And they're realizing, oh, people want a funny movie. And I'm like, well, we've been saying that. And Kevin right. Satyari even said, the difference between our movies is that Marvel is light and we don't want to be light. Okay. Then that's not the problem with Batman v Superman. It's not that it's not funny. It's not, but but that's not. You can have that serious thing, but but even Shakespeare understood you had to have comic relief. Macbeth is the most dark and tragic and horrible, uh, bloody play, and yet there is a three-page speech by the gatekeeper. That's uh, not it's not what the character's name is, but uh, you know that that that's where you get the drink giveth the desire, but taketh away the performance, and and. Because you needed, Shakespeare knew, you had to have a moment where everybody laughed and went, okay, everything's going to be okay before you go Ratchet the down. tension back up. And again. then where, here's where Zack Snyder like, lost me utterly was when he said, you know, we didn't really have room for Jimmy Olsen, so we thought oh. it was just kind of a fun thing to put him in the beginning and kill him. And I'm like, are yeah. you secretly psychopathic and now it's not even secret? But I think Zack Snyder is a talent. Because I, I went back in. To every review, and I wasn't the only one who had reviewed movies by him before. Um, I went back in and, and read things, and we all say the same things. Um, I, I, I forgot to convert Sucker Punch over to 3.0. Huh. Uh, but uh, So i got to find that one because I temporarily, insanity, forgot that it existed. Um, but you know, I found 300 and Watchmen and Dawn of the Dead. And three different people um, reviewing. I, I reviewed Watchmen. Lon Lopez reviewed 300. Or maybe Mario Anima did. No, maybe it was Lon. I think it was and, and uh and uh, Marin Page who used to work uh, used to write for Family Planet. She reviewed Dawn of the Dead. 
And we also do the same thing. Like, he's a great visual stylist. The best of his movies is Dawn of the Dead because he's following a really strong script by, go figure, James Gunn, with a point of view that fits. And, and I recall, despite my better instincts, <coughs> finding Dawn of the Dead funny in places when it had to be. Mm, sure. <clears throat> you know, but uh, the 300 is like, oh, he's such a slave to the imagery. And I'm, I'm, I'm a defender of Watchmen as a film saying... But I was reading it going, ah, I was even guarded then of he's so slavish to the imagery, but he's so good at composing it. And there's no question. Mm-hmm. He, the, the, ben Affleck as Batman is the best fighting Batman has ever has ever oh, done yeah. on film. He's, I'll, I'll say, it, I loved him, the idea of him as Batman. The, the, he and Jeremy Irons, I want that solo film. I want to see those guys going at it in that loving repartee way, and that would be very fun. I don't even mind a dark Aquaman because really that's what a lot of Aquaman, especially the 90s, the Peter David, you know, Barbarian King Aquaman makes perfect sense to me. Give it to me. Just give me an Aquaman on film. Yeah. And But you shouldn't have walked out of that movie feeling, well, can't wait for Wonder Woman because that's the movie I really wanted to see now, you know, and that's, yeah, anyway. So but, uh, even the Clark and Lois, the bathtub scene. Gratuitous. I want. Want to I want to see. I want to see that. I don't want to see more of that particular scene. But I want to see more of that relationship. I wanted yeah. that was a playful that relationship. That was surprising because the thing I liked about Man of Steel, one of the things was, I was like, oh yeah, they don't have to be. They don't have to be in a relationship because now it's the twenty first century, right? Right. You know it, it, why we just assumed they go and it's like why couldn't she just be a guide and a friend and instead, oh, they're in love, and he has no. But but as you've mentioned, that's the only time where he's like happy in the entire movie. That 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 is true. That so, is true. So yeah, that's it, that's who I want to see. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they work great together. Yeah, yeah. So so and, and, hey, can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> Justice League Part One. Uh, but I, well, so let's let, since we've done spoilers already. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about how are you going to bridge out of the end of this one into a Justice League movie without turning that whole thing into. Star Trek for the search for Superman. Are you kidding? Or, or it was, Star Trek was, 3. It was aside from I, what I really enjoyed was uh, sitting next to Sal, who, first of all, <laughs> leans over to me after the third false ending and says, what is this, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> and then I was like, not only the Lord of the Rings, it ends uh, It ends stealing from the wrath of Khan. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Like, Where's the Genesis wave? Where's the Genesis exactly, wave? Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I, From the way they've mishandled and how much missing f- film there is in between, I think Superman's going to be alive and well at the beginning of Justice League, and they're going to go, isn't that great that you came back from the dead and we <laughs> exactly. weren't even surprised? But the difference, and, and I hadn't even thought of this, but the mistake they made in Death of Superman, uh, in this movie, versus adapting from Death of Superman is, in Death of Superman, Clark Kent was reported missing. Right, and now right. they've said So now dead. you've killed the Clark Kent identity. You can't have them both come back from the dead and you could but you could have easily said <clears throat> we couldn't find his body right. right and that could have been in the in the tombstone but i i didn't even i i knew that he was coming back to life i didn't catch until the second time that the dirt had oh you did oh, yeah. oh yeah i think it's because he said what is this return of the king and i was about to say looking it's away. wrath of khan and then went and then oh that, crap and then, yeah undone yeah. by my being a smart ass yet again and uh so it would have been seeing a second i was like and i had to reassure luke it's like he's not dead but there's the other thing is i'm sorry if i were invested in superman even knowing that fighting doomsday i and i honestly didn't expect that that's where they were going to go i knew he was going to fight doomsday right but i didn't i didn't realize they were doing death i was just kind of because i was so bored with everything else, um, but but that 
but that that didn't move me in any way, shape, or form. Because you know. Well, but but also because I I didn't have any, I could know and and still not have any. At least I know how To Kill a Mockingbird is going to end. But every damn time Robert Duvall shows up and she says, "Hey, boo," I weep. Yeah. And you know, it's like, oh, I weep a, a every good time. Movie, a good movie, cat, you know, catches you up. Feel the dreams, please. I know who you know. Sorry, we're spoiling all these. Old. Wizard of Oz. You she have been to is, All she has to do is click you her heels You have been and always shall be, be my friend. friend. Oh, I cried when he said it in Star Trek the re- you know <laughs> the old one. So that Christopher Pine, and I was right. like, <laughs> yep. oh my god, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> you know, but I had no emotional investment in this Superman. Right? None. It's worse though because, and I mean, this is one of the. I mean, it's been harped on, but okay. Superman should carry the kryptonite lance in? No. Batman probably shouldn't. Wonder Woman. Why the hell not? Who even says, I've had experience killing monsters from other worlds. Yeah. She cut his arm off. She he, was the one who did real damage to him. She should have been. The other thing is, and it's just a, it, it is a scripting thing, and I'll blame it. Well, maybe it's a special effects thing. Lois throws the spear into, into the, the water. water. Okay. And then immediately goes back <laughs> to get it. But if you've got water... What hero making an eleventh hour appearance with would a have triton been, in hand with a trident would have been a trident. logical thing to like burst up through and yeah. say, "Here it is." And even if he didn't get involved in the fight, it's just like, "True, yeah, Aquaman's involved. He's got a sense of morality." And Jason Momoa's muscles are rippling. Uh, you know, sorry, was that too much? But you know that. But that was that's what I sat there True. expecting. She put it in the po- in the pool. Okay, then the only one who can go and retrieve it now is He's- Aquaman. So great, you're going to give me Aquaman. Yes, 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 no. yes. Oh, no. no, there was a YouTube video of him. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, they, they started from a point of, okay, we want Superman dead at the end. How do we get there? Yeah, because... Wow. They went backwards. It's sort of like that movie Orphan, which, uh, you know, the, the killer, the evil child oh, genre, yeah. which is one of my favorite genres of, of horror films. But really what they uh, they started with was... They had competing scripts. They knew they had a title, and they knew they had the concept, and said, "Now explain why, how she got to be. Give me some. Give us something new that's made, made her a killer." Mm-hmm. And so they worked backwards. Instead of somebody had an idea, oh, I've got to, you know, what if this person does? And it just that that deconstruction, you know, that backwards construction, reverse engineering it, of a right. story doesn't work. Especially if okay, you want Superman dead at the end, but you also, by the way, threw in Dark Knight Returns where he. Right. Where it's clear it's just sunlight. You just got to leave him. But, well, yeah, that's that's how you recover from thank nuclear God in, missile. Thank right. God in Kansas, they're very slow to throw dirt on the coffin so that the sunlight can, solar energy can seep through the wood. But, you know, I was just thinking, much like Wrath of Khan turned into Star Trek Into Darkness, and they did the role reversal on Kirk and Spock in Into Darkness, right? So, yes. Um, in this case, we've got... Dark Knight turns into part of at least Batman v Superman, and instead of Superman walking away hearing Batman's heartbeat, you've got Batman going away. Unfortunately, he doesn't hear the dirt lifting off. Well, this of version of this version of Batman's too stupid to have put it together. Yeah, he's uh-huh. gonna, you know, we're best friends now. Uh, oh, I love that too, right? Yeah. Well, My I appreciate a friend of Mar- your son's. I, that was at <laughs> no. least it was a laugh. I was yeah. so desperate for that laugh, but the, the Martha similarity. I'm like, I get. I, and everybody's harped on that. It's like, because their no, mothers are the same. I'm like, no, here's the thing. And you had to work too hard as a viewer is, no, that was the moment that Batman realized he Humanized. had a mother. 
Yeah. No, he was human. And went, oh, crap, I'm wrong. And Batman's a huge mama's boy. Oh, yeah, totally. Who's fixated I mean, yeah, on totally, his own mom. Totally, He's uh, like, ah, you've got a mom. That's a story and... as old as, as the ancient Greeks. He, oh, he, one thing to say about it, but mm-hmm. he loved his mother. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's just so many things. So they'll skip, basically, so Justice League, if, if we'll skip Search for Spock, Superman will be alive, and they will go and find a, a whale. <laughs> I think I think they go entirely. And Jason Momoa will be in writing fact, it. In fact, the Aquaman even movie, though, the if, Aquaman movie will actually be <laughs> the voyage. Even home. though the whale is a mammal and <laughs> Aquaman can't control him, they go entirely the other way. He can speak to dolphins, though. Dolphins are mammals too, and he can, he's not ooh, supposed to be. Uh, yeah. He's a fish. To, they say no, fish. No, but he talks to dolphins in the okay. comics. Because they, they're the best conversationalists. Maybe they just didn't know that. They're, they're, no, no. Jeff Johns has made it that he talks to dolphins. Oh, so. because okay. Jeff Johns. Uh, but I think. You know, on DC Earth, there's still fish. I think they keep Superman <laughs> out of Justice League Part One because yes. they because well, we have a Part One, Part Two. Oh, yeah, already set true. up. I think end of Part One is basically the Justice League defeated by whoever. Oh, yes, and here's and the then and here's he the problem. just shows and up. You know what the problem is? And they've got a race because my suspicion is that's exactly what Marvel's going to do with the Avengers and the Infinity War. Yeah, because I don't think spoiler. Um, I, I, you know, this is pure speculation. Speculation, spoiler. Speculation, speckle spoiler. I don't think that Steve Rogers is going to quote unquote survive Civil War because he didn't, and then, and then, or or that they're also damaged that the Avengers you see in Infinity War Part One are going to be Black Panther, Vision, uh, who uh, Scarlet Witch. Maybe Black Widow and Hawkeye stay because Jeremy Renner's got to you know do something, and uh, but you're gonna see. But Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, and Thor will be sidelined, and Hulk will be sidelined for that one, and they'll all come back in in part two. Otherwise, why, what's the dramatic arc of the? Uh, or I'm sorry, because I'm gonna say something that I don't think Warner Brothers understands. Audience satisfaction oh. by <laughs> by having. Uh, I'm too hard on them because clearly there are, uh, there is satisfaction to some and, and, and other films. I just don't think that they, by following Zack Snyder, you give me funny in Suicide Squad and you give me the other thing with Suicide Squad is, look, that movie should be dark. They're the, they're killers. They're the villains. And they've learned, again, as James Gunn warned after Deadpool opened, they've learned the wrong lesson because you brought up Star Trek. So I've now seen on the big screen twice the Star Trek Beyond trailer. Right. And... I mean, I watched it and we posted it on Fanboy Planet, but when I looked at it and they said, oh, they're trying to make it like Guardians of the Galaxy, I had this weird revelation where I went, oh, you idiots at Paramount, you didn't understand that Guardians of the Galaxy was trying to be Star Trek. Yes. Old Star Trek. Old Fun Star, Star Trek. Trek. And, you, and you already had that, and instead now, this is, we're going we're gonna to get very intellectual on this podcast, we're back to ancient Greece, this is Plato. This is now an imitation of an imitation. Hmm. And Guardians of the Galaxy is the imitation, and that's valid. But the further away you get from that source, even when they didn't realize they had the source in the first place, and yes. we'll come back to Star Trek later in the podcast, because we got so this, here's uh, this for teaser. Fascinating stuff about Axanar. So, and then somebody goes, well, you know, and then people go, Axanar? <laughs> well, I'm sticking around. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mocking myself, really, because I'm fascinated by it. But this is the moment we lost about half the listeners, because <laughs> oh, we're going deep on Star Trek. Um you know, so I, so we shall leave for now. Batman v Superman. We shall leave Suicide Squad because you know 
flip side. Again, one, one more note on Su- Suicide Squad. I think you get the same kind of relief from a joke as you do from a juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key to Suicide Squad. It's villains being heroes and the awkwardness that they have to adapt themselves to in that role, which is not necessarily laugh out loud funny, but I think that's a, well, that is, that but, is a relief to, to extent, the dark notes. And, 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 and this is not a criticism. To some extent, that's what happens in Guardians of the Galaxy. True. True. You know, that's Drax, that's Gamora. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, and, that's the first uh, half of the film. Yeah. yeah. And, and But why Guardians of the Galaxy works and why I would hope the Suicide Squad does, I don't know. Uh, although I appreciate it. I watched a couple uh, today, an episode of Big Bang Theory from about three weeks ago where I sort of went, okay, you're back in my good graces a little bit because the boys... I've liked this season. Because the boys sneaked off to see a, a, a preview screening of... A test screening of Suicide Squad. That was the most recent episode. Okay. So yeah. I, I didn't know... So, uh, Comcast has it on demand out of order again. Sure. Thank you, Comcast. Warner uh, Brothers makes that show, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so. but just that but they made no further explanation than, I'll bet it's Suicide. It's a Will Smith movie. I'll bet it's Suicide Squad. And, you know, there is an excitement to that. But, but you know, like I said, I don't care that, that Gal- Guardians Galaxy mined that well. Suicide Squad can. I'll be fine. The other thing is Suicide Squad's going to be at risk. There are... There are going to be stakes because there are characters in there that I thought I realized again this week. I spent a lot of time walking, thinking about these things. Who's going to care about Captain Boomerang surviving? So people are going to die in that. Suicide Squad's going to should live up to its name. Uh-huh. There are throwaway villains in there because there's just simply not time in a cinematic universe to follow each and every character. Sure. So. Suicide Squad's going to... Because they they don't have a Suicide Squad 2 on the slot yet. But if it does well in August, there will be in two or three years. If they do it right, it's going to be their Deadpool. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you said. If If they did it right. (laughs) My my last thought on on Batman v Superman is that I think I could have enjoyed the movie a lot more if they'd gone just in a very intellectual direction with Lex Luthor. I mentioned to you that one of the things that really bothered me... crazy. Was that the, well? Not just the crazy, but that they glossed over the fact that he figured out who both Batman and Superman were uh-huh. at some point in the past, and had been manipulating. Once again, both that's of them. the storytelling. There's and, a movie missing, right, right? And that could have been a great movie <laughs> to just see those puzzle pieces, especially fall into when place you know. Like, I mean, one of my favorite, favorite Lex Luthor stories, and I think it was John Byrne that that did it back in the Man of Steel days. Um, uh, the comic book Man of Steel, the miniseries. No, it was after when he had taken over the regular books. Was that someone had put together all the evidence and presented it to Lex Luthor and said, "We have no other conclusion to reach. Clark Kent is Superman." And Lex Luthor's arrogance right. was such. He said, "No one." And I've heard people make that argument, and there it is right. again. If you do not understand, there are plenty of people who do not understand why Superman would become the self-effacing Clark Kent, which. Henry Cavill does not get to play that character either. But but that when Lex Luthor said, no one that powerful would hide as someone that weak. And it's his own hubris, his own character flaw that keeps him from understanding exactly what's in front of him. And ultimately, the only reason, even in um, post-crisis uh, or post-zero hour, that he learned it, figured it out, was because Lois ended oh, up yeah. telling Kurt, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and not well. Not I, yeah. He knows uh, now. In New, New 52, 52, 52, right. Right. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm 
still there's there's so many times he's figured out. Stuff. But we'll be talking about rebirth as well, which is ironically an effort to actually give us what we want. Well, that ends the first half of the episode, which turned out being so large we decided to break it into two episodes. The first being this spoiler chock full review of Batman versus Superman. The next episode includes Silicon Valley Comic Con, Comic Con Hotel Apocalypse, DC's Rebirth, Speedy Gonzales, Blade Runner 2, Spider Man Movie News, X Men Apocalypse, Doctor Strange, Midnight Special, The Tick, Batman the Killing Joke, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Electra Woman and Dina Girl, and The Walking Dead. Until then, I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Whoops. Excuse me. Oh, Jimmy. Hey! How you doing? Good. Um, I have a question. Uh-huh. Okay, so I've been saving a little bit of homework since I was at Disneyland. Um, yes. Like, would we have, would I have time to do it? Yes. Okay, good. I will make time for you to do it. Okay? Did you have fun? Yeah, it was super fun. Good. We were on a hyperspace mountain twi- Excellent. <gasps> Show Grandma tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> you went speechless. We're recording the podcast tonight. Oh, you well, look look at the I'm Brett Cave. Yeah. All right, bud. Has he been here before? No. All right. Thanks for FaceTiming. Love you. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye, Luke. Bye. You're going to steal my Damien figure, too, aren't you? Hmm? You're going to steal my Damien figure that they sent me this week, aren't you? Such an ugly word, this steel. <laughs> it's true. It's just an, right. early, it's an early inheritance. Yeah, there's, yes. there's nothing you own that he will not a good have point. It's an early inheritance. All right, bud. Love you. Me too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that, I that just, was really cute. I got to use as an outtake. Can I use that as an outtake? What? That. Uh, sure. I you know I, I will say there is one upside to it this morning that I realized as I was logging in. So I will say it live on the, on okay. the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. All right, you ready? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Bud. <laughs> I knew it would throw him off too. <laughs> the, what was weird is your throat moved when you did it. <laughs> I was like, this is.
Okay. That's the sound of a dog about to vomit. (laughs) I've heard that many times. I've heard that. Cats, too. I've heard that in the middle of the night. It's woken me up. (laughs) (laughs) Which which stand-up does that is it's just like when we were in a bar and they're about to and you had every conversation and they just go, yes, I was just going to (laughs) go. I was like, oh, God, I have five seconds to get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) No. That happened to me once in college. All right. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here he is, freshly quenched for your pleasure.